Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to another week of Green Line Radio. I'm Richard, and along with me, as always, is Jack. It's Kynes. And Gonzo. So we got another great show for you all tonight. Um, we're going to recap what was uh, a good win at Georgia Tech, a uh, big Halloween game down at Clemson, and uh, getting into some BC rundown, other BC sports going on right now, basketball, soccer. Uh, we'll get into all of that. And we got a great interview today. Um, everybody's favorite, BCD. Uh, Twitter, Twitter, BC Twitter famous, number one super fan by far. Uh, love the, love to have her on the show, provide a lot of great insight, uh, on Clemson and on BC in general. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, great show all around. So thanks for tuning in. And this is Greenline presented by the point media. Next stop, Boston college. It's Kynes, and welcome back to another edition of the BC Rundown. We've got a packed week on the Heights, and all the ACC for that matter, as it is ACC Unity Week. All week long, all the sports teams are partake, partaking in social justice and activism, uh, including town halls and presentations. And I think it's a really great thing that the ACC is doing to uh, promote social justice. And f- from everyone here at Greenline Radio, we are in full support of that. In uh, sports news, BC Hockey is ranked the number two team in the nation preseason by U.S. Hockey. Pretty high. Going to yes, be sir. awesome. Yes, sir. Is this so our excited. year? Will we win the Beats? It's, it's the year, with, it's the year with, with no fans. It's going to be our year. Yeah, of course. That's classic. <laughs> but it's great Great to see. What is, no, number one is what? North Dakota State? I think it's just North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, North Dakota. They're, yeah they're, they're legit. So we'll, we'll Some see Midwest if we can. Uh, powerhouse out there. So. Some, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of random teams like that in hockey. Yeah, like, minute, like Minnesota State. Minnesota Duluth. Yeah. No, Cornell randomly. Yeah, what? Cornell actually good at. Yeah, Cornell's just dirty. Yeah, <laughs> but that that was really really nice to see Coach York. We'll see what he can do with, with those uh, with those guys. Oh yeah, uh, women's soccer. Uh, Jenna Bike won ACC Women's Soccer Offensive Player of the Week. Nice, huge huge accomplishment. Uh, the soccer team faces off against Virginia Tech this Sunday at one. So uh, let's get a win, ladies. Uh, volleyball finished off their fall season with a loss to number five ranked Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, sorry. Did 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 volleyball have one win this season? I do not think so. But oh, hopefully, the yeah. next season next season will be better. Next, 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 they need fans. They need yeah. all of us to Rebuilding. show up and uh, and cheer them on. Yeah, they they're, com- have that they're coming off a great season last year, so I, I I have faith that in the spring they'll get it together. Yeah, back. Uh, women's field hockey is back in action this weekend after postponing the season. I have no idea who they play. But I just saw on Twitter that BC Williams Field Hockey said, it's game week, let's go. Nice, they we play, love that. They play this weekend, they're back. They're probably our best sport in the last couple of years. So And women's, I saw women's lacrosse is getting is keeping up their tradition of getting like nasty recruits. I, I don't remember the name exactly, but I saw recently on Twitter that they just got um, another recruit out of Massachusetts. So that's good to see the women's lacrosse program uh, staying strong. Uh, yeah, we, we, love, we love to see that. And in breaking news, about 30 minutes ago, while I was sitting at dinner at the lower dining hall, uh, John Rothstein reported that BC basketball would be facing off versus Minis- at Minnesota uh, in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which is an opportunity for the Eagles basketball team to get a much-needed resume-building win against a Power 5 program in Minneapolis. So hopefully that goes well. Yeah, definitely. Loving to see... Uh... Coach Christian this year, well, not, it might not be Coach Christian, but whoever's managing the schedule, uh, getting getting some games on there that aren't um, aren't your Eastern Washingtons, Central Connecticut State, uh, Sacred Heart, some good competition, Sacred Heart, uh, what's another one, High Point. You know, this year we're playing like I like I said in the previous episode, we're playing in that two K uh, Mohegan Sun, I think it is classic. 
Oh, you know, uh, yeah, it's the Empire Classic. Empire Classic. We got Nova and Baylor, so yeah, that's so, fun. So it's good, wow. that good that we're playing some better teams. Uh, best thing that could come out of that is more recruiting attention. We get an upset win somewhere in there. Uh, worst case scenario is they lose and everybody realizes it's time for uh, time for a new, a new voice. Head, a new head coach. And, uh, is that Conte? worst case? Uh, I don't know, but I don't know if that's worst case. I'd say that's a, that's one of the best cases. I, see, see, I don't think. So, <laughs> All right, we don't have more, time to get into all that right now. The, the moral, well, the moral well, of the story <laughs> is that it's not a bad thing that we're playing some good teams. There it is. There yeah, it is. And I, I, it'll be exciting to watch, even if we can't get it's into Conte. It's a great Conte. thing if the yep. coach ends up getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and that's your on that note. That's your BC rundown. Good luck to all the sports teams, and congratulations. Go Eags. So BC football uh, coming off a much-needed win against uh, Georgia Tech team, uh, going into a tough matchup now against Clemson. Uh, love to see a dominating performance through all four quarters. Um, I think I said this last week on on the show that I wanted to see the BC defense create a few turnovers and for our offense not to turn the ball over, which we did a pretty good job of that game. I mean, Bailey in the beginning of the game, like the first carry, I think. Um, almost fumbled it. A little I mean, bit of a scare there. Can't put the ball on the ground. His knee was down, but you still can't put the ball on the ground. But at least it, it got overturned, and then we were able to have a clean game throughout the rest of the day. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this on the record, that I was wrong. Uh, I was wrong that it was going to be a shootout. I had it 17-14 uh, Eagles. Poor uh, Eagles, they, they showed up. They, they did. It was nice to see the balanced approach of run run game versus pass game, get David Bailey involved, two touchdowns. Um, Jakovic didn't look bad, didn't do anything special. Actually ended up as the leading rusher in the game with 94 yards. Uh, so it, it was nice to see nice to see that. And, you know, 48-27, pretty comfortable win for the Eagles. And I, I really like that it kind of separates us, I think, um, from teams like Georgia Tech that are because we're both uh, trying to grow our programs i think that really solidifies us in in the five six seven range in the acc which you know not many people i think were expecting bc to be um so i i was i all in all i'm happy with this performance it was the most complete game i think we've played and we were able to cause some turnovers we had a couple of fumbles and interception took advantage of uh georgia tech being a young football team so um i'm 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 excited that uh this is a game I thought was going to be much closer. So, Yeah, there's a lot to be excited about with this game. Obviously, the 246 rush yards, huge. The O-line finally got in a groove. Um, we were able to get a groove on the ground. And I think also the C.J. Lewis, two touchdowns is big, grow his confidence a little bit, as, long as, the, as, as well as the Bailey two touchdowns grow his confidence a little bit. And it's just what we needed going into a big game this week against Clemson that we'll get into a little more. but. I really think um, us putting four quarters together in preparation of this week was massive for the. But brand. I think it really, it's really, necessary. it's yeah. just on the right mindset going going into Clemson that uh, you know we can we can handle a team like Georgia Tech and it's not going to be seventy to three like Clemson is. Um, but but it was it was good to see a clean for the most part clean game a lot of a lot of turn uh, not turnovers a lot of penalties on both sides uh, the fumble scare I think. I think that that fumbles. I mean, if that was a fumble, we'd be looking at a completely different game, kind of like Virginia Tech went uh, on us for us. So um, it was good to see luck kind of go our way there, and then we we took advantage and played pretty well after that. Yeah, all in all, I think that's what our offense needs to look like because we can't have Dracovic throwing fifty, sixty passes a game and be winning football games like that. Yes, I love the air raid, but with Running backs like David Bailey um, and Levy, like we need to use them in the offense. And clearly, even though Georgia Tech isn't as strong as a football team as like the Virginia Tech, so to speak, but that's what our offense needs to look like. We need the run game and the pass game. We can't just keep throwing the ball. We need to use our running backs to get us downfield. Like I yeah. think that's going to help us against Clemson this week too, knowing that no, um, that we have a run game. That, I love that we yeah. established like a running attack, which yeah, we hadn't it, done in any of the other games. I mean, Jerkovic. I think all of us except our Linny agree that Jerkovic's uh, top half quarterback in the ACC yeah, 100%. this year. Yeah. And and so I, I love I love BC going going for the pass game early on. I, I wanted that at the beginning of the season. At the same time, it's nice to be able to develop the run game, so that kind of opens up more looks uh, for Jakovic too. So um, great to see Mike Mike Palmer. 
Always making a play. Yeah, I like Palmer. Scoop and score, scoop and score. I like Palmer, except when he had like that interception earlier in the year. I guess like, you, that was against UNC, wasn't it? I th- yeah, I think so. I he, think like, it was. It was like the beginning of the game, maybe. He like, stopped running like five yards before the end zone. Yeah. I mean, they scored a touchdown, but I was just like, why did you stop? Yeah. But I mean, he's, I, he's, I swear, because since then I've like known him. He's all over the I'm place. I'm always looking for him, and he's all over the place. I see him on the, he's making plays every every down. Yeah, okay, that's what I love about our safeties, man. Him and Jalen Muse, they're both always making plays. And I credit that to Halfley, totally. I mean, uh, DeBerry gets ejected for targeting there. and um, That was target- scary. That yeah. was early on. Yep. And, but I'm glad it happened. It didn't happen in the second half. Because then that's, he, then that's have true. To, he would have to miss first half against Clemson. So I think the, the secondary is going to be a huge key this week. They got to be real downhill, stopping at Etienne because that definitely that, he can run. He can run. He killed us last year, man. Yeah, he really did. Um, but my it, la- my last thing that I'll take away from the the Georgia Tech game is like just what you said, Rich. Like we we cannot find ourselves in dogfight with a team that lost seventy. 77 to 6 or whatever it was against Clemson. Gives us some hope that we can at least keep it close to Clemson. Exactly, exactly. And it just kind of different like Halfley's first year, it's Jeff Collins' second year, and I think this win is just massive for the brand, and I think the run game is massive for what we're trying to do against Clemson. Cuz I'll tell you right now, if Jerk drops back six, over 55 times against Clemson, he will die. Yeah, yeah. Clemson's D-line, they have uh, they have three all ACC candidates on that D-line. Our line is not meant to pass block that much yeah, yeah. against that quality of competition. And the only way to win a game against a superior opponent is to possess the ball longer and play up. Get that off. Don't let the offense touch the field. Like we're gonna have to play near perfect, which we definitely, which yeah. we definitely ha- haven't. So I, I think, I think this was definitely a step in the right directions. We could definitely clean things up, but I think all in all, 100%. great win. And I'll, uh, I'll say just one last thing. Quick shout out to BC special teams playing another clean game. Uh, Grant Carlson and Boomeri going. Uh, I think he he went he had one field goal and he made all of the PATs. So, Perfect. All um, you, need. you know that's that's all you need, and we haven't had that in Chestnut Hill for a while. So uh, shout out to them. Overall, uh, like I said, solid performance. Uh, ma- makes us think that you know th- things are going to be different around here uh, in the near future. And it was it was good to see us differentiate ourselves from the Georgia Techs and the, the Syracuses in the league. Yeah, it's good to see we didn't play down to someone. We took Definitely. care of business. Some That's people on do. ACC Network are having us five in. I mean, I think the top four in league are pretty established right now. But a lot of, some experts have us five ahead of Wake, ahead of uh, NC State. So huge win for Wake. That was a big win. Yes, huge win for Wake. You see that walk on. Freshman walk-on safety had three picks off of Hooker. Where was that? Yeah. Where was that? Where was Hooker last coming week, three picks? Last we could have used that. Last week you were saying Hooker, Hooker, Hooker doesn't throw uh, interceptions. interceptions. Yeah, he played horrible. So, uh, yeah, any, anything else on Tech? Uh, I'm good. I'm all good. All it's right. Just a good, yeah. good W. And now it's time for everybody's favorite person to come on our show today. We're very happy to have BCD, Twitter phenomenon, BC superfan, on with us today. Uh I'm excited for it. I know everybody else here on the show is. Um, and, yeah, so this is BCD Interview. Today we have with us uh, BCD, as she is known uh, in the in the Twitter world now. Uh, we're happy to have her on. We've been big fans. And uh, so thanks for being here, Dee. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Uh, so you're a BC alum. Uh, yeah. You played on the soccer team at BC. Yeah. Uh, want to tell us just a little bit um, about your experience at BC, some like highlights of soccer and like BC sports during that time? Sure. Um, I went to BC probably before you guys were born. Um, so I, um, I was recruited, you know, out of high school to BC. Um, actually canceled my recruiting trip a couple of times because I was pretty convinced I was just going to go to Rutgers because I'm from New Jersey, knew the coaches, knew all the players, felt very comfortable. And um, my parents forced me to, to go on my Boston College recruiting visit. And I remember being so nervous in like that backseat of the car driving up there. I think I had a stomach ache and I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe you're making me do this. Um, but um, when I went up there, I mean, I just absolutely fell in love with with Boston College. Um, everything about it, um, how beautiful it is, just like the surrounding neighborhoods were so pretty. I love that it was like right outside Boston and you had like that, but you could go into the city. Um, 
everyone on the soccer team, everyone that I met was so nice. They made me feel so like welcomed. And then um, on my recruiting visit, I went to a BC basketball game against Seton Hall, which Seton Hall was my team because my dad went there. Um, so I was rooting for Seton Hall, um, but they ended up losing on a last second buzzer beater by Billy Curley. And I just remember being, like standing there kind of smirking because I was like, Connie Forum was packed. It's not like today where there's like not that many fans. It was <laughs> when when no we can sit fans. when we can sit on the court fit practically because because there's no yeah. one there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when I was at BC, um, I waited in line to like get in the front row behind the basket, like, and I made signs. I, like, I remember I made an ESPN sign for like one of the basketball games. Like, it was like a huge deal, and so I mean, I just fell in love when I went there. I loved the school spirit and just how into sports, you know, all the students and all the fans were. It was amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I played soccer. I started, um, my freshman year, fall of 1993. Um, I was a starter for four years there. Um, I was a forward. Um, and, you know, our team did, did okay. We were, um, I'd have to look back at our records, but I mean, we were a decent team. Um, but like I said, like my teammates were my best friends. Um, still to this day, like everyone's so close. Um, it was, it was just a fabulous experience, but it does, being a student athlete does take up, it's like kind of a job. Like it takes up a lot of time. You know, there's so many positives about it, but like you don't have like there are things that you have to sacrifice when you're an athlete there. So I think that's why I just love to cheer on the athletes because I know how much work they put in. I just love sports. So just trying to, you know, rally the troops. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I have a very spontaneous question that just came to me here. Uh, this is just a this is very, very uh, just I have heated opinions about this. Uh-huh. Should BC basketball stay? In, should they have stayed in the Big East, or would you be uh, a proponent of them being in the Big East? No, no. I think it was the right move to the move to the ACC. I, I was in the Big East. We played in the Big East when I was there. Um, but no, I think the ACC was definitely the right move, um, especially with you know, look at the Big East. They don't have a football conference. Hundred percent. I mean, I love, I still am a huge Seton Hall basketball fan. Um, so I do follow them in the Big East. So the Big East is still a fun basketball conference. Um, but the ACC is a phenomenal um, basketball conference. We just have um, not been as successful lately as I wish we could be. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you talked about your time at BC. You were a pretty big super fan. And obviously that's translated to uh, – after college and do you want to talk about the most your most infamous uh twitter moment is like obviously hashtag free jerk so you want to talk about how that movement started and if you expected it to take off like it did um well it's funny because back in the fall i got kind of loud on twitter about um i was really over our football team being mediocre and i knew that a new coaching staff could come in and like give these guys a better chance at success. So that's when I started first being kind of loud and vocal on Twitter. Um, And then I guess the second time, yes, was the free jerk. I think more people saw that. I got a lot more followers ever did. I did that. Um, I, you know, with the COVID year and the shutdown and everything, you know, had a lot of free time on my hands. So, um, you know, I, when he transferred in, I mean, he came in for the second semester last year. So he was a BC student in January and everyone expected him to, you know, get a waiver. Like it was kind of expected. Like, that's what I heard. Like, oh, he'll be able to play. And then the time went on and on. And then, you know, the coronavirus shut everything down. And so there wasn't really a spring season. And I was just kind of like waiting and waiting and waiting to see, you know, like, when is his waiver going to get approved? And then we had Jalen Gill transfer in, which was amazing from Ohio State. And I think he announced his transfer um, like the beginning of May, sometime in that time frame. 
Um, that sounds and, right. Yeah, it was yeah. the summer, I think. Somewhere around that. Yeah, I think summer. it was like around Start of the summer. Yeah. 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 And then just like two months later, um, they're like, oh, Gil has received a waiver. And I didn't even know. Like, I was ecstatic because I didn't even know he was trying to get a waiver for this season. I thought he just was going to have to wait until next season. So I was like, yay. And then I was like, but what about Dracovic? Like, this isn't, this is, something's up. And then you had all the news, you know, about like, is there going to be football? Is there not going to be football? And then all of a sudden there were rumors that Notre Dame wanted to be in the ACC this season for football. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. If, if this happens and, you know, they get on our schedule, I have a feeling that the poor kid is going to get like screwed over, you know, like Notre Dame is this big, you know, powerhouse name, you know, national, you know, Notre Dame. Yeah. The savior of college football. The savior of college football. They saved college football this year, you guys. And they got two um, weeks off because they all got Corona, but I know, no big I deal. know, I know. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, this is total. I'm like, no, I'm like, I am going to raise a stink. And um, I call into a radio show, a sports radio show down here um, a lot um, called The Roar. It's um, a really awesome sports radio station. And it's like a lot about Clemson, a lot about college football. And um, so I just started to try to get the word out um, that, you know, hey, what's going on? Notre Dame is now in the ACC. They're now on our schedule. What is holding up Dracovic's waiver? All these other transfers from other schools everywhere transferred at the end of the semester and have gotten waivers, but, you know, Dracovic has gotten nothing. And I was thinking, like, as an athlete, if that was happening to me, like, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and, you know, you're just like, what's going on? You kind of get depressed and you're, like, worried, like, what, you know, am I going to be able to play? And there's just a lot of unknowns. So I was just like, okay, someone needs to speak up. And so I just kind of started going gung ho on Twitter and just trying to get some attention. I reached out to um, like the ACC net, like um, Packer Durham. Like I would tweet them. I tweeted like ESPN. I tweeted, you know, Joe Tess's tweet. I just, I mean, I sent like a million tweets. Yeah. A, a I, bunch of big name guys like Jay Billis, I think. Quote yeah. Tweeted. Joe Tessitore. Yeah. I, remember, I remember being like, oh Tessitore my gosh. Tessitore was an early one, yeah. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, okay. This is, I, Barstool BC actually like took one of the meme, I like to call them memes, memes, but what are they, memes? <laughs> like, you know, those little things that I, you know, would put free jerk and, you know, take his pictures and or take other pictures and, and make silly little photos, mucked up photos um, to accompany my, um, my tweets. Um, and they picked up one and then it really started to like go viral. And I think that's when like the college, the BC football players started like tweeting like free, free jerk, you know, mm-hmm. also. So it just picked up a lot of steam and, um, I, you know, I just didn't want them to say no. And like, I wanted some media attention for them. So they'd have to feel guilty if they were to say no. So yeah, that's exactly. what, that was the really cool one. <laughs> who knows if who knows if it helped, but it definitely didn't hurt. And so yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It definitely got some media attention because Twitter was Twitter was buzzing for like a good week and a half. Yeah. Notre Dame Notre Dame BC is gonna be a lot more interesting to watch this year. Oh yeah, like I cannot wait for that game. I would I would pay I was just gonna say I would pay top dollar to get into that game this year. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I know. So you said you started at BC in nineteen ninety three and that was the same year that we upset them? Yes. So, um, 1993, so my freshman year was 93, 94, and it was probably the best sports, like, year you can ask for, because that was, um, when we went to Notre Dame, and, um, you know, Glenn Foley was our quarterback, um, and, um, we were winning the whole game, and then Notre Dame came back, and then we kicked the last second field goal, David Gordon had the kick, and, um, so we upset them. So that was just amazing. Um, we won the bean pot for men's hockey. 
and our basketball team went to the Elite Eight, and we upset number one North Carolina. You know, that's a great idea. How was that real? <laughs> what? How was that real? You told me that today. I know. Today. I'm like, you that today. To get, I'd be in shock. I know. We need to like get back to those days. I mean, it was just so fun. So like, you know, I'm just I'm so excited that Halfley and the coaching staff have done. Um, you know, they've turned around this program already. So, you know, you can see that we're going, we're going to be in great hands. We're in great hands. Yeah. Yeah. Good point with, uh, just a bit off like the coaching staff, obviously like you've seen Adazio's program in the past. Like, how do you kind of feel like differently about this football program, like moving forward? Like, how do you kind of feel about it under Halfley now instead of Adazio? Um, Hope. (laughs) I feel a lot of hope. I feel like, um, we have a chance to win every game. Um, we're our offense is going to be unpredictable. Um, I mean, it was just—I hate to say it—but you know, it was just very boring football. And you knew if we got down by you know a couple touchdowns, that there was very little chance that we could come back with the offense that we ran because um, we didn't have you know we didn't have a quick way to score you know it would have to be you know the quick way to score would be aj dylan breaking free for 80 yard touchdown or something but um you know now i just feel like we can anyway take care like seeing the team come back a couple times already i mean it's just it's great to say like some of the throws that jerk has made i'm just like you know what yeah unreal the air raid the bc air raid is what they're calling it yeah, with Flowers and Hunter Long, and now we have C.J. Lewis and Gill and like all, Travis Levy and Bay- like we have so many, so many offensive weapons. Um, and I think Gar- Garwo, I just saw that he had some surgery, so he's going to be out this week. But I mean, we have some a lot of talent, a lot, yeah, a lot of talent. The future is bright for sure. Very, yeah. very exciting. Um, so obviously, uh. Your your Twitter bio says it. Uh, you're married to uh, a person that went to Clemson. And so I'm sure this is going to be a big week for you. So um, yeah. are, are you going to the game? Are you around there? Or are you excited yeah. to watch it? Yeah, we um, since we've moved down here, we moved to South Carolina eight years ago. My husband and I both grew up in New Jersey. So we're, we are New Jersey people. Um, but, I mean, he is obsessed with Clemson. Like, you know. Yeah, how could you not be? They're so good. You can't find a more passionate fan base than Clemson, really. Like, and that I think also is why I've just, you know, been more and more and more of a fan because I see, like, you know, we have season tickets. This year we didn't get season tickets because of, you know, they. It's not eighty thousand people going; it's nineteen thousand people going. But we did get tickets to this game. Um, but, you know, go to those games. And, I mean, they're just – it's just insane. They have the best school spirit. So, I'm like, why can't BC like, be like this, you know? just a, We're just a smaller Northeast school, but we can totally do this, you know? Like, there should be no limitations on how, how great we can be. So, yeah. but – so, I'm we're right, on the game. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, I'm from Tampa, and when Clemson played in the national championship – versus Alabama in 2017, yeah. I was able to go to the game. And I, I was sitting in the Clemson section. And those are some of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. And after Sean Watson threw the pass to win it, and they won their first championship in like 30 years, I've never seen so many tears of joy. It's oh, just yeah. awesome people. And it seems like, like um, going to those games would be awesome. So Yeah. And um, my husband's gone to all the national championships games and like – playoff games they're always guys trips though so i've never gotten to go <laughs> bc goes you can have your own and i know i'm like gosh we need to make it <laughs> yeah. so. so uh so you've you've been to your a fair share from what i hear of bc sporting events do you have a favorite memory at all um yeah i i mean i i guess i told um the guys on monday um my favorite game that I've been to was the 2007 um, BC at Clemson game um, because it was at like the end of the season. Um, we were both ranked. It was like 
whoever won that game was going to go to the ACC championship game. And so um, Matt Ryan was quarterback, you know, Rich Gannell, who's on our coaching staff, was a wide receiver back then. I mean, that, te- that team was so exciting to watch. And um, we won in the last minute. So, I mean, Maddie Ice threw a bomb to the end zone. And all the BC fans were in that end zone watching the ball come. It was like slow motion. And Gannell was so wide open. You're just like, oh, my God, I think we're going to win. Um, Clemson did try to come back. And, I mean, it was close. But that was – that was just so amazing. Um, you know, it, that was the year we were number two at, at one point. So, I mean, Jeez, BC crazy football, you know, we can do it. That, that description just gave me chills, just thinking about the possibility of, like, maybe, like, us being good again. Oh, my gosh, we could totally do it. I, I really I have so much, you know, so much hope in this program now. So You were at game day, too, in 2018, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope game day comes back uh, while we're here at BC because that's something we missed out on by a year. But hopefully if things get back to normal, uh, it'll be coming back in a short, short period. Yeah, I mean, it was so much fun. It rained that day. Um, and our game against Clemson was at like, I can't remember if it was at 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. So game day was early. We were staying in the city. We came, you know, came to campus for game day and then like went back to the hotel, rested and then came back to campus to tailgate and stuff. Um, and that was, the, that was a huge crowd. That, that was great. Um, wish the game turned out a little bit better, but it was, it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, do you have a score prediction for the game on Saturday? Uh, start a little rivalry with your husband? Um, I don't have a score prediction. Um, I think the line of 31 points is high, and so does he. He thinks that's too high. Uh, Clemson is banged up. They do have some starters out. Um, their big, you know, leader on defense, Skalski. I like to call him Skolski. Skalski. He's a linebacker. Um, he's kind of like a, um, if you knew who Bulware, mm-hmm. from Bulware was. Yeah, he's on that 17 team. Uh, yeah. So he, he's kind of like a leader like that. So he's out. Um, another linebacker. Um, tweaked like a ham hamstring the last game. I don't know Mike Jones. I don't know if he'll be. There's just they have a quite a few players that are that might not be playing. Um, and then I mean Clemson's Clemson. They're always you know they have even if you don't have the re- name recognition of the the people on the team, they're all like four and five stars. So whoever they put in is going to do a great job. Yeah, they're going to um, be good. They're going to be good. I really think that we can, if we stop their running game, I think we, I think that we'll have, I think it'll be a very close game. I, I, I think we can win. I will never count that out now. Um, it just, it should be exciting. They don't have a T Higgins anymore. So they, you know, he could catch everything last year. I think he, he was my favorite wide receiver that I've seen at Clemson. And I've seen a lot of great wide receivers yeah. there. He was a he was a beast. I remember I watched the uh, the BC uh, Clemson game from a couple of years ago, and T Higgins he was the he was one of the big difference makers in that game. It was just oh my gosh, balls behind him, and yeah, it was insane. If you ever saw like you know going to the games live, I mean, you just see these catches in person, and you're just like, ha! I mean, anything within any sort of reach, he could just pull down. It was just he, you know, I'm like. Throw it, to, throw it to T, you know, like it, he would just catch everything. He was like a bad yeah, right. yeah, T Higgins, so, he, he's a monster. He's a, it's funny now because he's with Joe Burrow in the pros now, and they're kind of a dynamic duo. Yeah, yeah, I know he's doing well in the pros. But right now, like Amari Rogers is probably um, their best wide receiver at Clemson. And then you have Galloway, who's a tight end, who's really good. And, you know, of course, ETN, he's going to break the ACC rushing record. Um, this game if he doesn't I I would be shocked he needs 43 yards to break the all-time ACC rushing record so that's a prediction I I will say that he will he will be the ACC leader in rushing after Saturday (laughs) let's just all right 44 yeah he just needs 44 yards so I I think he can get that unless he's hurt but so (laughs) So I got one one last question for you so uh 
I've been seeing seeing now there's a new new movement coming around that you and uh, Mr. Langford have started up on on Twitter, uh, Free Carnick. Uh, so getting getting into basketball a little bit this season, uh, just some early predictions on the team this season, and maybe a quick pub to uh, to the free Karnick movement. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been following basketball nearly as closely as football, um, so I didn't even know that Karnick did not get a waiver. And I, for some reason, I thought maybe he was a grad transfer because a lot of articles said that he was a grad transfer and that he would automatically like have eligibility. Um, so I know Jarris uh, Hamilton just got a waiver to play at Maryland yesterday or today. I can't keep track of the days anymore. Um, so I'm assuming that Karnak's waiver will be coming shortly. Um, I'm really wishing the best for basketball. Um, it's you know it's hard to it's hard when you you're not winning year after year after year and I I really want to see these guys succeed and make the NCAA tournament because that would just be so exciting for them like as a player that would be like a dream to make the NCAA tournament and um, and us fans I think would love to see you know see BC basketball back again yeah that'd be, and, you that'd know, be nice Connie form, form full again you know like it just brings I don't know it I just I love like atmospheres that are you know loud and you know exactly I love to win so exactly. I want to win <laughs> I've been saying it been saying it for the last year BC fans need a and happily the the get in I love the get in yeah I made that the thing because that's what BC students need to do because yeah. I came up here, I grew up in the South my whole life. I'm a big Florida Gators fan. Okay. And yeah. so I came up here fully expecting people to be like crazy, rabid college football fans. Right. And then I go to the first game and there were, it was like, there was the most people there for any game of the season, but it was still like half empty. And it yeah, was just, we have like, to, oh my gosh. We have to work on that. I mean, I wish that we could get fans in the stadium 15 like before the team runs out of the tunnel because I, I came up for the red bandana and senior game um senior day game uh against Florida State this past last year and the team ran in and there was like no fans there and it was just so sad because you know how hard these guys work and you want to run onto the you know onto the field and have everyone cheering for you so I hope that um I hope BC starts to really try to get the fans in, you know, before game time. Like, I yeah. hate that. I hate that they shut so late, you know. Like, I know they like to tailgate and stuff, but, you know, you can you can still socialize in the stadium. You can drink yeah. in the stadium. So yeah. <laughs> This year has been horrible because every game day it seems like it's, like, 72 and sunny oh, and, like, the most perfect day ever. And you just – I can see the stadium from my room, and I just get so sad. I know. So I'm really, really I, sad. Hopefully that first game back is going to be crazy because everyone will be ready to go to a game. So we'll see. I know. I really hope they let some fans in for Notre Dame, but after seeing, like, the Boston Marathon canceled today for April, it's like, what the heck? Yeah, not much hope. Yeah. I'm like, oh. So, but hopefully, hopefully soon. <laughs> we're, all, we're all crossing our fingers. <laughs> yeah, so just trying to keep the passion up on social media so, you know, at least the team knows that they have support from the fans that are at home. Exactly. Well, <laughs> we we appreciate it as fans, too, uh, to, to know uh, that we can look on there and there will always be something. The BC Twitter um, kind of hype is coming back a little bit. So uh, yeah. love to see that. Love love that uh, you're such a dedicated fan still today. And uh, uh, thanks for thanks for being with us. Um, tonight it was a, it was fun to get to uh talk with you and uh go eagles yeah, yeah thank you for having me guys and i hope you have a great sophomore year oh, we'll try <laughs> I, I, hope we win. I hope we win the rest of the season <laughs> be clemson <laughs> and notre dame <laughs> okay so the eagles traveling down to south carolina looking for a big win in death valley it won't be easy 31 and a half point underdogs it won't be easy but Hey, a lot of people in the national media, especially the guys on Packer and Durham, are saying that it could be a close game down there in South Carolina. 
I'm super excited. The Eagles have got to play perfect. I think we have it in us to make it close. What do y'all think? What I love is Adlon Sports has uh, has a little segment up on this game, and they call BC and Clemson Atlantic Rivals. There's a trophy oh, nice. for it. There's yes, a, that a, was cool. There, the, there, the there trophy is a trophy because cool. Dabo's first win came against BC way yep. back oh, so in, that like, trophy's been in 2008. South Carolina for years. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> since 2010, it's been down it's, there. It's been down there for a long time. It's called the O'Rourke McFadden Trophy. Yeah, and, and Halfley, yeah. in an interview, they talked about, he was on uh, the ACC Network, Packer and Durham, yesterday morning, he was talking about, they asked him what it would mean to get that trophy, or that what, what would he do with it? He said, I'd strap it to myself yeah, cause and I'd never it, let it go. Whoever wins the game, so O'Rourke and McFadden are two guys that played at BC, one played at BC, one played at Clemson in the leather helmet era. And so the MVP of the game gets a, le- a leather helmet painted in the school's colors. Oh, that's and cool. And so, yeah, so the that's last couple years, cool. so last year Trevor Lawrence had like a purple helmet with like a orange stripe on it. And the BC one is just solid gold. So it'd be really cool to see Jerk down there in Death Valley. <laughs> yeah, don't, get my, don't get my hopes uh, too high for this one. That'd be, that'd be pretty electric. It's, it's cool to play for something. We'll see. It is cool to play for something. We'll, we'll see what happens because, you know, anything can happen. 2020, Halloween, Saturday, Yeah, no, it's a Death Halloween Valley. game. It's a holiday special. Yeah, know? literally, if, <laughs> it's, gonna, if there's ever going to be an upset, it, it's this Full week. moon. If it's any, yeah, it's going to be any, Saturday. If there's going to be any game where BC's going to upset the number one team in the country, I mean, Halloween seems like and a like, fitting place to like do it. And like D was saying, like D was saying, uh, Clemson defense isn't completely healthy this week. Yeah. You never know. Their their defense hasn't looked perfect. I mean, they let, they let Q score 21 points. Yeah. So, you never, I mean, 47-21, that is a blowout. Any, any team would consider that a good win. But, I mean, they're they're not infallible this year. Exactly. And they got a big matchup with a top-four-ranked Notre Dame team next week, the week after they play us. They could be looking ahead a little bit. Could be a little, could be a little scare on Saturday on Halloween. So, so we're talking about the trophy here. A little spooky Saturday for Clemson. <laughs> Clemson has won nine in a row in this series. Last time BC won was two thousand seven. Matt okay. Ryan. That was actually D's favorite. D's favorite game. Yeah, it was D's. That favorite. was D's favorite game. So um, we'll see what they can do. But you know, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be huge to stop. Uh, Heisman candidate Travis Etienne and overrated. Heisman candidate Trevor Lawrence. Yes, they got two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got multiple Heisman. A little candidates. different when you get four and five stars, but Etienne killed us last year. I mean, I I am more scared about that than I am. I mean, because Herbert and Hooker ran all over us back in the Tech game. I, I I just I one thing I'm looking for here. Jeff Halfley has some experience against this Clemson football team. Uh, not too too much has changed for Clemson in, in a year, and he's I mean he played back at Ohio State. He, he had been looking at Clemson the whole season. So uh, that might provide a little extra something, something that uh, might keep it close. Yeah, I think the only way we win this game is, A, we got to play play perfect, and, B, our ski, like, Halfley has to pull something out. Pull like, some crazy scheme out. Yeah, he has to pull something that Trevor Lawrence has never seen. We play a lot of man coverage. Trevor Lawrence is historically worse. I'm not saying he's bad against the man. But I'm saying he's worse against man coverage than he is against zones. Yeah, Trevor and, Lawrence is still Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and but Travis I would say Etienne is still Travis Etienne. If anyone so. can can stop him based off of scheme, it, it it's uh, Halfley. But the guys I'm looking for on Clemson are on the defensive side of the ball. They've got these two D linemen, man, both true freshmen. You can't block them. Their names are Brian Breesy and Miles Murphy. I'll tell you what, they're number eleven and number ninety eight. And watch out for those guys on Saturday. Because I have a bad feeling Jerk could be running for his life if we're not careful. That's what I worry about. You know, if if at the end of this game we lose by a couple touchdowns and, you know, BC put up a good fight, no one gets hurt, no no big exactly. player gets hurt, then that's a win in my book. Uh, I don't I want I don't want to see Jerk taking hits the whole night. Um, I don't want to see Hunter Long. Getting, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, like, let's I don't just want to see Hunter Long down for, like, this every game this year. Let's just have again. a healthy... Healthy game. I would love to see that coming out of Clemson. But, you know, at the end of the day, it will be fun to watch. I think I was hyped up last year for the Clemson game, and that was a disappointment. I don't think this year, like D said, I kind of agree. Under Halfley, I don't think, I mean, I don't think we're going to win. If we do, when we do score predictions, I'm not having BC winning. But at the same time, could they win? I think so. It's I always there. It's college football. You never Halfley know what's going to happen. Potential. Especially on Spooky Saturday. Especially on Spooky, Spooky Saturday Spooky. with a good coach who has good Definitely. schemes. Yeah, exactly. You can't, I, it's just, yeah, what D was saying on, on 
earlier, I disagree with. Just I feel like we're in. I feel like we could be in any game. I mean, even like the the Va Tech game, like the score looks bad, but we were in the game. Yeah, but I mean, Clemson is just they're by themselves. I mean, they're just so much yeah, better Clemson, than any but... other ACC team. I mean, they they coast through this season like they're coasting through. They've won the thirty five straight regular season games. Trevor Lawrence has they, lost one game his entire life. Yeah, they've lost a. Tell us who. They've won a crazy amount of games at home in a row, too. Yeah, There's some crazy nice. stat with that. So, we'll see. But, you know, they have Notre Dame uh, next week. Clemson does. Could Dabble, you never know. It could be looking ahead to Notre Dame. Yeah. So, Who knows? Who knows? Anything, literally anything can happen. Anything. And that's why, yeah, you're right. Jack and Jack and D both made great points about how you just feel like you're in any game. And at any given point, we can go on a run and we can throw – an 80-yard touchdown to Zay Flowers, and we're right back and in we're it. again. And speaking of not being in games and not being able to score quickly, as we speak, Steve Adazio is probably giving his little pregame hype speech, Colorado oh. State. It's Thursday night. You're giving away what day we're recording the segment here. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thursday night, and uh, Adazio is about to head out there. Big and, Thursday night football matchup. Yeah. Fresno State and Colorado, Colorado State. State. A little Mountain West action. Yeah, yeah. Steve Adazio... Looking to get his first win. Hopefully he doesn't. Yeah, there it is. Hopefully he doesn't. And that, that's our dad's talk for the week. Enough of that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my, yeah, bad. my bad. We, got, we just got to work him in. Oh, yeah. Work him in. But that you were the one, kinds who said no more talking about dad. Dude, it's too good, dude. It's I too, good too good not to. I knew it's too it. Good not to. I, I agree. I, I honestly might have to throw that game on just, just to like laugh and just smirk to, about where our program is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, compared to where it was under Steve. Um, so, yeah. Any, anything else we got on Clemson? I mean, it's it's all we got. We got to have perfection. I think we all agree on that to to be in this game. But it is encouraging after seeing Georgia Tech that you know I don't think that it's just going to be a blowout like it was last year. I think we they obviously have better players, but I think we're going to be disciplined enough to at least stay in it a little bit. At least be a competitive game. Yeah, got to see some big stuff from McDuffie, Richardson getting on uh, Rob Roberts, Valdez, all those guys uh, interrupting Lawrence a little bit. Get to Lawrence. Don't give him unlimited time to throw the ball. Exactly, exactly. Y'all got score predictions? I'm, I don't even. I I can't. I don't even know. You can't. Uh, I think it's something. Everybody this week can't. Think, think, well, think I will say my score prediction last week was kind of pretty close. I said forty to twenty-eight. I think what was it? Forty-seven or forty-eight to twenty-seven or something. Yeah, yeah. So pretty close on that. So I'm gonna go forty-four to to twenty-eight. Wow, Clemson. you have us scoring 28 points. I'm going to go, the, you, you guys are going to be a little shocked. I'm going to go 50 to 35. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I two, think, t- two touchdowns? Yeah, I think I think our, de- I, and I think it's going to be a, a one possession game. Club, uh, late. Late. It'll be, really? I, think it, I think it has the potential to be a one possession game late. BC, prove me wrong again. I'm going, uh, what, what do we want to go here? I'm, I'm thinking in the high fours. Let's go 49 to 14. Oh, my rich. 49, 49 17. Lock it. 49 17. Well, which is always wildly off. So I want to yeah. see I want to see them prove me wrong, but you know, I, I don't see I, I just don't see us I, I see us having a tough time scoring in this game. I want to see a slot fest in Clemson. We're slot, probably not gonna get it. Give me a slot fest. Yeah, I would love to see a slot fest this week. Hopefully oh, we get one. Hopefully we get but one. I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna be able to maintain Stopping BC, uh, Clemson's offense for four complete quarters. Hot take: This might be wildly wrong. Trevor Lawrence plays bad on purpose so he doesn't have to get drafted by the Jets. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. and and it's spooky. And it's spooky. What are they to do with Lily, what's scary, What is scarier than getting judged by the Jets? Not <laughs> that, that is that <laughs> nothing is, is more terrifying than that. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe McDuffie. Closing a game. Adam Gase will be uh, will be there staring staring at yeah. uh, Trevor during the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll just throw a couple weird picks. looking robot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, is that all we got? Gonzo, yeah. Gonzo, you got a prediction? Well, unlike Rich over here, uh, I think Vegas is definitely being very generous towards Clemson. Thirty-one points is a lot. What'd you say? I don't. 40? I didn't have him thirty-one points. Did I? It's 40, 39, 29. You said I had him right. I had him right on. Yeah, you had him on the line. I pretty much had him on the line. Yeah, about twenty-eight. See, I. I feel like what was the score against Cuse? Forty-seven twenty-one. Uh, the score against Cuse was I have it right here somewhere. Forty-seven to twenty-one. Okay, okay. I'm thinking. Say we score not we score one more. We're touchdown. a better team than Cuse, but at the same time, 
Clemson didn't play well. I, you you got to think that they're going to clean up some some of the stuff. But who's do you think we have a? I I have confidence in our defense. Obviously, it's Clemson, but I still have faith in our defense. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 48-28. Okay, all right, that's, that's respectable. Not horrible. Pretty similar. Yeah. Pretty that's similar not horrible. Day. Yeah. You know, so I, we all have Clemson in that 40-50 range. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think they're going to get Slot Fest, BC wins 21-17, spooky Saturday. On a game-winning that would be, a game winning Boomeri 50-yard field goal. What would you do? What, 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 what would you do? BC, BC wins 17-14. Oh, I would, I, I, went, I, I would stay in my room and quietly cheer because I don't want to break uh, COVID guidelines. That's yeah. the very smart good, thing. I would good do the exact answer. Answer. For legal reasons, that's what I'll be doing. I'll tell you I'll tell you right now, if we win, we'll be we'll be doing a little post-game press conference outside of alumni sure. with masks on and social would, would be pretty of course uh yes yes as always yeah adhere to rules <laughs> and well with that yeah with that uh have a happy halloween guys happy yeah. halloween you know yeah. get your candy in a safe way uh keep it keep it covid keep it safe yeah make some chili and watch some college football halloween doesn't get any better than that exactly i'm oh, with yeah. you drink some apple cider yep thanks for stopping by the green line y'all <laughs> yeah. and that's a wrap Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.